It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. This is Coop, also joined with Sammy and Gordo, the usual cast of characters for Who Says No on the Bradfoe Show. And this is all being brought to you by the wonderful people at McFarlane. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit a sweet McFarlane. Oh, man, dude. When I was uh, my worst McFarlane. You gotta wind up like that kid pointing at his brother for this oh, McFarland. Oh, that kid needed some McFarland. The the brooms, the brooms are powered by McFarland. The brooms week. are powered Let's by go. McFarland. Love McFarland. McFarland was there for me when nobody else was. Do we use do we use electric brooms? McFarland sweeps because I feel like that's how you gotta power it. I feel they like power it. It's just a Roomba. When we when we power our brooms with a sweep with McFarland, it's just really a Roomba that we're setting off on the ground. That's but the modern sweep. That's the modern sweep. Just putting out a Roomba. Uh, that's right. The Red Sox swept the New York Yankees, the rivalry that, according to Cortez, is apparently dead. And he's right. It's it's pretty dead. The Red Sox now have beaten the Yankees, what, 5-1 to one so far this season. They outscored the Yankees this weekend series, three-game series. Uh, Saturday got rained out. That was weird. Father's Day was a doubleheader that just felt I was there all day at the park. It felt like it went forever, but the runs also felt like they were going forever. The Red Sox outscored the Yankees 25 to 8. And we, we were pointing out before going right into this, we made the realization we were like, we gotta, we just gotta record. Yankees came out on top every game in the first inning with a run. And credit to credit where credit is due to the Mid Sox. Uh, coming off of that Colorado series, I don't think any of us would have seen that happening where the team comes out deflated, not deflated, but they're giving up that lead and you kind of think, all right, here it goes again. Caleb Ort on the mound, starting off our Sunday with a not the prettiest start, but shuts it down. He gets comfortable where he is and he's able to give you two and a third, which was enough for a bullpen day. And then our our new favorite, one of my new favorites, Mr. Murphy, Makes his Fenway debut, scoreless one hit, gets out of it. Pavetta, who I'm comfortable with him in the bullpen now. Don't even talk about him becoming a starter because we were getting clean out yeah, innings out of him in the bullpen. That like he just lives there now. I'm sorry you you made your bed. We're all happy with the way you made your bed. It's crisp. It maybe you were in the military at some point with how nice that bed is made. Now you got to lie in it, and we're happy that you're lying in it. So I don't, it's I'm, I'm like pretty, like, that's like where I am. Like, I'm pretty happy with the way everything is going. Like we're in a completely it's different state like, than where we were at the end of the week. With, with Pavetta, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and your bedroom has looked the same for the last three years and you're like, I don't know, maybe this is just a me thing. I don't know. I like interior design runs in my family. My grandma's a interior designer. I see that. I used to like, here. always like try to like, Re- rearrange my bedroom like I'd be like my my bed has been in the corner of the room for three years I'm gonna put it in the center of the room and and move around the dresser and everything it's like no 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 no. the room was was best space the way it was Pavetta is best suited in the bullpen for this team he is, if if Heimbloom was an interior figure. decorator would he be a minimalist yes yes come on what do you mean I would say he was what do you mean he would a minimalist you have like as little as possible to do never heard of most with Oh sure! No, I've on. never. I've what never was heard the that. Netflix I've show that. where it was just like this makes me happy? The oh, I gotta look that up. There was like a interior design show that everyone was popping off on, like yeah, a couple years ago. Um, Coop, I wanna, I wanna turn on. I wanna HGTV. touch on something that you mentioned. Uh, Cortez saying the rivalry is dead. Uh, wishing a happy bar mitzvah to the Yankees. Uh, World Series list streak that's 13 years i would say the same thing about the rivalry being dead if the rival of the other team was winning two world series in that span when was the last time the yankees had a big win against the red sox in the playoffs i was actually thinking about that. i really can't well remember. sammy it's they, it's all it's almost old enough yeah. to drink yeah it just had its part the braces are coming on grand slam it's, it's, it's very close the, the dad is you know 
letting him try a beer, but it's not technically legal yet. But this this World Series list streak from the Yankees is really growing up, and it's it's beautiful. But for real, I would say the rivalries too. If I was getting whooped on the other end of it, so um, yeah, I don't understand why Nestor Cortez said that. 2018 was pretty intense with the fight. 2021 wild card game. Those they're fun only time. saying it's dead because they haven't won. It, seriously, when was the last time the Yankees had a really big playoff win over the Red Sox? I'm I'm not even trying to be a jerk. No. It's it was game, it was it was game one, was game seven, or game two of the ALCS or ALDS. Sorry, that doesn't, that doesn't even like that. That led to them getting yeah, beat three to one in that series. Their last no, I won't. I won't let you guys talk. Win. Get, when they forced that was when they forced like, like, when it was one one going to New York. That was right. the most nervous I felt in the twenty eighteen playoffs. You can't even say then what happened. Win. But then what happened? Yeah, but like, but that's what I'm saying is like oh, that was the you hold asked up. the last time you felt nervous or the last time that they were threatening in if a playoff that's game. The Yankees' last big win against the Red Sox that says a whole lot because 20 years yeah, ago they would be like, oh, that, that means nothing. We lost the series. Now they're like, oh, remember when we tied the series one to one and that was our last win for four months because we got eliminated right after. Come on, they haven't had a big elimination win against the Red Sox. It, and and I'm, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be facetious. I really think, is the last one 2003? I really can't remember. That's insane. Yes. That's why they say yes. the rivalry's dead. Yeah. The rivalry's I, not dead, it's just not silent. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is, is almost old enough to drink, is that. That's the last time they've beaten the Red Sox in a postseason series. They Nestor Cortez said the, that the rivalry is gone and, and he cares more about the Blue Jays and the Rays but now they're coming off a sweep. They're coming off losing five out of six games to the Red Sox this season. They got bounced by the Red Sox in the playoffs literally yeah. a year and a half ago. And they have not yeah. played us since. They are 0-3 in their last three postseason series against the Red Sox. Their last postseason series win was with Aaron freaking Boone hitting the walk-off homer 20 <laughs> years ago. Hey, what has Aaron Boone done I'm sorry, since if for you the wanna... Yankees? Has he been doing some yes, good stuff yeah, for them? <laughs> no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's still the, the 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 folklore hero that he is. He's yo. I love that man. That man went from like the most hated man in my household to like he's a coming, joke. Baby. Let's go. Can, free drinks in Boston forever. Hey, really, Nestor Cortez? The last time the Yankees had a big playoff win against the Red Sox, he was eight years old. So there you go. Jesus, <laughs> that's why Nestor thinks the rivalry's dead. He doesn't remember it. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, if the rivalry that's, is dead, this is like the, the rivalry Al- this is dead. The Alec Manoa thing all over again. Like the Red Sox might go undefeated against the Yankees the rest of the year. Like you, you that's speak true. out, you speak out against that. like the the Red Sox as a player. You're done. You're done. I mean, like if you're a media member, like you're probably going to live to see another day. That's just how the season's going. But if you're a player and you speak out against the Red Sox, Poop. Sayonara. Like, you, you know you're what done. this Yankees gotcha. team feels like? This Yankees team, like the last like five six years, maybe even longer. It feels like the kid who goes, do you know who my dad is? My dad is the New York That's exactly Yankees, who and he's got 27 rings. Yeah. It's like, who cares? No, 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 no. He has 25 rings and two pocket oh, watches. Cool. Oh, right. They had pocket watch. Yo, dude, and if you're, if you're a Yankees fan, I'm sure you own a VHS player. You can relive all those great titles. That's awesome. But they haven't done anything, and that's dude, why the they 90- you can watch our boy hit the 99 World Series on VHS. It's so crisp; it barely skips at you can all. See it's commercials awesome. for the Lions. I love that DVD or that VCR yeah. championship Pre-sponge. so much. They don't you even, they don't even do? have. They have the only DVD video that they have is 09. <laughs> like they don't even. Oh well, you know what's good about that? Enjoy that. that? That means that means if you have like a like a PlayStation or some uh, so, some sort of other DVD player, you can watch highlights oh, of Hideki. Yeah, yeah. Hideki is <laughs> the stuff. one Yankee that this podcast. The house yeah, that Hideki, like Hideki built. Hideki's kind of it's cool. his house. We like Hideki. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, for real, for real. To bring it back, Nestor's saying the rivalry is dead. Insane. It's not dead. They just lost in 2021, like Gordo said. 2018, there was the fight with Joe Kelly, our guy. It's not dead. You just haven't won in friggin' 25 years or whatever. Get out of here. It's yeah. Let's 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 have some a game of significance not feel like a rivalry and then and then we'll talk like i get that the Sox are not necessarily like they haven't been as good but that's just that's just more of an, an indictment on them that they just got swept and have lost five out of six this year so if if it's dead maybe maybe look in the mirror a little bit if you think yeah, it's and dead it's, and, and then and then and, they'll say oh well you're only winning because we don't have aaron judge listen 
when the Yankees signed Aaron Judge, everyone said, if he gets hurt, they're done. And guess what? He's hurt and they're done. They look like... But I thought, I thought they had the reincarnation of uh, Derek Jeter with uh, Anthony they- Volpe. What happened there? I've been talking about that all what day. Happened? I've been talking about what that happened? all day. That kid's going to be... What, what happened, be- New York? But, but for real, they He's got friggin' be- Billy McKinney, He's who might be- not even be a real person, but- playing in the outfield. They got all these computer-generated guys who we don't even know if they exist. And they're like, oh, well, if we had Aaron Judge, dude, you don't have Aaron Judge because he's always hurt. He's always been that guy. He's great when he's healthy, but you gave him $400 million and now you got to friggin' live with that. And it's great player. Again, did you best hitter yeah, in the league? But he's hurt. He's got an injured best toe. hitter. I went healthy. He's got a toe healthy. Did you hear Buster? Hey, did you, you know, know what, what Buster said tonight? He's the home run leader, and that's all I care about. Did you guys oh. hear what Buster only said about Judge tonight? Uh, I only listen to uh, the Red Sox radio broadcast, so I'm okay. Uh, good man. ESPN Smart man. Company man. He said that the Yankees would be thrilled if Aaron Judge makes it back before the All-Star what? break. So get to scoring runs without him because if you do this through the All-Star break, you're not going to be anywhere close to that wild card spot. Especially, you know, if you're getting swept by the Red Sox, what did they just get walked off the other day by the Mets? Like, I don't know what to tell you. you better start hitting like Jeter, Volpe. Can't can't handle the Subway Series. Can't handle their actual rivalry. Like, do, maybe they just don't want rivalry. They don't like smoke. Maybe that's what Cortez is getting at. Like he, they just don't. They want to be friends they're with like everyone. That, which I, I respect. They're like Gen that, Z. Uh, that contender, Gen that contender Z. in the division who's like really good, up and coming. <laughs> then he gets the big fight and gets knocked out every time. Then he comes back, gets knocked out again, over and over and over again. And they're like, oh, well, I'll get there eventually. Eh, will you? Not sure. I think you just, just you described Rudy, and then at the end of the year, they just kind of like, just like Rudy right, was here's small. Your here's your here's your little wild card game. Yeah, in New York. that was fun. Good for them. Maybe they'll be the twins again. That was good. So the Red Sox now sit in last place. Yeah. Big changes over the weekend. That's right. Uh, but they now do actually sit two games behind Toronto. So I, I'll take that. I The beginning of the month, I believe I had said uh, the Red Sox would be in second place by the end of June. This was a good time to pick up some wins. The, the Toronto Blue Jays have dropped two. Baltimore, they actually just won one today after losing over the weekend as well. Tampa Bay dropped two in a row now. So they are making a little bit of headway. Like this, this was the perfect opportunity to sweep, to do it against a division yep. rival. Like the, the Colorado series sucked. Like that, that might have been Could the you lowest. Imagine? I, I don't want to say that's the lowest because I feel like we've been doing like ebbs and flows this that's entire season. No, it is. Season. I think it is. That no, was you can say it. I, don't think point. I don't think I've had a low point comment this year. That game two against the Rockies. And I said this. I said this that last was week. It. it was the Rockies minus four of their best five hitters at Fenway Park. That's the low point, man. That was so. That was embarrassing. Like I felt. I felt dumb watching it. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I not outside doing something else? But yeah, I'm watching these guys. You know, just piss their pants. That was the low point. But hey, four game winning streak since then. So credit to them. They bounced back. And maybe- I want you to picture something. Picture something here. Because those those two games that they lost to Colorado were both very winnable games. So before that, they they take two out of three from the Yankees. If they could have just gotten like one timely hit in each of those games, each of those games had maybe 10 chances to get that timely hit. If they could have just gotten one timely hit in both of those games, now you're taking two out of three from the Yankees, and then you're sweeping the Rockies, and then you're sweeping the Yankees. That would be an eight out of nine run if they could have just taken care of business against, like Sammy said. Potentially the worst team in the National League, minus with their all of worst their good pitchers hitters. on the mound. But it, with their worst pitchers on the mound. However, it's in the past. They can only control what they've got going forward, and we are going to celebrate a sweep and move forward to yeah, Minnesota. And I, I do think like we're talking about like how it's close, maybe the closest it's been to the low point for us. But as far as the team goes in general with the city, I would say that was the lowest it had been on top of all the headlines that were coming out on top of like some of the infighting that it may have looked like that was coming out. And even I, I the post game today that EEI had with WEEI had with Tristan Cassis, like he even made a point of like Corey congratulated him in the middle of his interview. And like, he was just like, sorry, I had to acknowledge that I don't get that often. And, and like, even though that's a tongue, Wait, in cheek, what? 
yeah oh you weren't here for that um it was a tongue-in-cheek oh. comment but it was also like he was like talking about his confidence and he was like i belong in that position and it's the red sox only had two errors this series and it they cleaned it up like they, they really did clean up their play and i'm kind of hoping that you know a week of bad press a week of like infighting might have been the catalyst to be like hey look, look it's time we figured our shit out like this is a team that compete like we have seen them compete and when they put it together like they can be that team where they are at that deadline where they can be buyers <laughs> and that's what kind of makes that whole conversation of are they going to be buyers are they going to be sellers even more difficult after this weekend which sucks but that's what makes this entertaining like i would rather be in this position than where we were thursday night when we were recording and just being like yeah like, get paxton ready for wherever he can be a contender Coop, you know um i i gotta fess up to something when when fess cora up. said those comments about casas of course my first reaction was like why would you make that public I work in PR. So of course my first thought was like, what is the benefit of that? But then after thinking for a while, Cora's got to know these guys a lot better than we do. Of course, we all know that. And Casas has been in the organization for what? About five years, four years, five years, maybe even more. Drafted in 2019. So almost almost five years, four and a half, we can call it. So they probably know Casas a lot better than we do. They definitely know Casas a lot better than we do. Have to think that maybe they made those comments privately first and then they said this isn't getting across to him we got to put some heat on him let's make it public because we know how the media is here. we know how the fans are mm. and there was a lot of backlash and credit to Casas and credit to Cora turned out all right man he had a good series and now we're going to go over this later. I, I won't Shut go over up. the numbers but um just another lesson for myself you guys the fans like it's so tough to comment on stuff that goes on behind the scenes when you're really not privy to those conversations all the time. So, uh, yeah, hand up. My bad. Good stuff, Cora. He knows what he's doing again. So uh, shame on me for questioning him. Good for the sock. Well, you're, you're leading into you're game one, on, though. Yeah, I mean, like talking to someone game one, It this isn't an old person. This was someone my age. And like they, were, like, they asked me, they're like, you think, like Cass is still being up here is a good idea. And I was like, yeah, dude, like this, like this is the point where like Pedroia turned it around in 2007. Yeah. Like if you can stick Everyone with the guy in a this. season where someone can turn it around, like you might as well. Like, like I, I don't get the thought process behind like someone just being like, well, take him down. We're just seeing Dahlbeck over again. And it's like Dahlbeck came up in the middle of a playoff push. Like he wasn't going to get the reps he needed yeah. to. And even if he did, like, I'm still not sure where he would have ended up lying. Whereas Cassis now has the opportunity to cement himself as that player. It's just you have to give him those opportunities to figure it's this stuff out. It's not just him either. I mean, Volpe's struggling like we talked about. Gunnar Henderson is struggling. These are some of the best prospects in baseball. Major League Baseball is hard. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. So give these guys time. What were you guys doing when you were 23? I was doing absolutely nothing. So uh, I was quitting a job. So that was... I don't even uh, remember what I was doing. That says it all. So there you go. Like Tristan Casas, let him do his thing. I'm sure he'll be fine. There's a reason he's a top prospect. And by the way, Bobby Dahlbeck was never as highly regarded as Tristan Casas is as a prospect. So the on yeah. that. people have been hey. saying that. I know Gordo and I ran into an angry fan at Fenway a few weeks ago who was like, you're a left-handed Dahlbeck. And we were like, all right, chill, chill. But yeah, and it just goes to show like run the course these guys will figure it out. The Red Sox are a lot smarter than we are. I'm talking about the front office and Bloom and the coaching staff. So, yeah, happily wrong with a lot of stuff. Not Casas, though. We keep having the same conversations about Casas, and I, I keep having the same conversations about Casas. With, I'm sick of it, to with, be completely honest. I just – I we keep saying he's going to get it together, and people on TV keep saying – like he needs to get it together. And I, I want to separate the offense and the defense because I think everyone universally acknowledges that the defense needs to get better. That's why they public, publicly called him out. And Sammy, to your point about it being deliberate, I think it definitely was deliberate. Like there's there's a reason that you've got Cora, Vasquez, and Fabulous all saying the same comments in the media on the same day. Like that was that was clearly a strategy of theirs. And, and hopefully it's, it's mm-hmm. going to work. Uh We'll, we'll definitely wait for a larger sample size to uh, judge that. But in terms of the offense, like we all talk about him needing to get it together. We hear it all the time, but he's played. Okay. And this is coming into today. He didn't play the first game. So he played the second game 
and went one for three with a with a double. But coming into today in June in 15 games, he had an 822 OPS. In May in 22 games, he had a 766 OPS. That's coming off a dreadful a dreadful April where he hit 133 with a 576 OPS. The season numbers are gonna they're just gonna look bad when you have that bad of an April. That's just the way it's gonna look. If you split it up and just look at how he's been doing since different points in the year. He's been a good hitter, and he's been one of the better hitters on the team. And I feel like I keep talking at walls when I say this because no one wants to hear it because they just look at the screen and see the batting average, which for most of the season was reading like 186, 193. But lately now it's like approaching – It's I think it's approaching 210 if, it, if it's not over 210 by now. So this is a guy who is figuring it out at the plate. He is making progress. It's not we're waiting for the progress to happen. The progress is happening. We're watching it. You just got to look the for dot. it. Look at that. Ooh. Gordo. Woo. By the way, that's 712 baby. OPS as well. What a so babe. that's approaching league average. I think league average OPS is 720. But um, people, people all of a sudden walks don't matter too. Just the way that people look at Costa seems a little bit different than the way they look at everyone else. Who cares why? But he's improving, and that's really all that matters. The defense will come. He was a good defender in the minors. I don't think he forgot how to play defense. So... Uh, I'm willing to be patient through the entire year with this kid. It, the improvement is like, if you can't see that he's improving, I don't know what to tell you. It is right in front of you. So uh, I hope he just keeps doing what he's doing. I feel like the way like hot dogs, every time that you eat it, it takes like X amount of years or weeks off your life. Um, <laughs> that's how every Cassis home run is for OB. Like it's just like eating a hot dog for him. Like it's taking years off his life because I don't think anyone wants to see that man fail more than cat uh, like OB. Like, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. But I, I, I usually don't uh, subscribe to like stuff like that. But it's so hard not to notice, man. Like it sounds it's, like it's he obvious. Hates it sounds so like obvious. he wronged him in the past, and Dave O'Brien's not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It's weird. And and like I said, I I, I really don't like stuff like that because I don't like to speculate. It makes me feel like I'm an idiot. But how could you not? Like, it's so, you hear it every time. He, it's a double. He's like, yeah. The one, the one in Cleveland, the homer he hit in Cleveland was particularly bad. Like, I was on a plane and I shamefully paid $20 for Wi Fi just to watch the Sox get shelled with Matt Dermody on the mound and Corey Kluber letting up eight straight hits. But I paid for the Wi Fi and I had the earbuds on and. He Costas hits hits the home run to right field, and and it, based on O'Brien's call, it's like it's a, a lazy fly ball. Oh, and it's gone. Uh, he that one's out for two Cassis. strikeouts. That's two strikeouts earlier in the game. It's like okay, like it's just I. Someone needs to get to the bottom of this. I don't. I don't know who's going to be the one to do it, but someone has. Like there's a way to figure this out. Someone someone knows the answer to this and is holding it back. I don't. It's yeah. a thing. I mean, I hope yeah, it just it goes away. I don't. The drama, drama stuff like that is useless to me. We're all. They're all adults. They're all professionals. I have a feeling that, like, when fan perception turns around, Ob's perception will turn around. That's not a dig at Ob. That's just. I feel like that's the way it will go. Um, but while while that. we're singing Cassis's praises, let's just jump right into the who says no, and it's going to be a different who says no. We typically do roster transactions, or you know what the team should do with personnel. We're going to give out some awards. It's the Who Says No Awards. It's uh, who's the MVP of the, the series and who's really turned things around. It doesn't just have to be beholden to this, you know, this series. You can be like, hey, like they were turning things around for the last month. Like Gordo was just saying about Cassis and that's why he's getting his gold star or whatnot. So I'm curious. Let's give let's give the people some positivity as we're. You know, we're coming off a couple of weeks of negative podcast so let's let's do this sammy you want the first pick i'll do it so i think this is apt after that uh beautiful performance brian bayo seven innings four hits one earned run three walks eight strikeouts brought his era down to 3.49 so we're now closer to three than four love to see that not that it really matters one thing that impressed me about the performance is this is his second outing in a row against the yankees the second time he's gone seven innings uh, and the second time he's given up uh, two or less earned runs. So for a 24-year-old kid, 
That's unbelievable to do it under the bright lights against the Yankees, of course, without Aaron Judge. But just so impressive. The composure has come such a long way. Credit to Alex Cora again for that. You can see that he's just relaxed out there. And I love watching this kid pitch. Every pitch he throws, it makes the baseball look like it weighs 300 pounds. The ball looks like it's just being pulled down by gravity. Every time anyone makes contact, it goes straight into the ground. There's no hard contact. And an interesting little tidbit about Bayo, four-pitch mix, uh, fastball, changeup, slider, sinker, pretty even tonight. 33 sinkers, 28 changeups, 21 fastballs, 16 sliders. That's a 24-year-old kid just dealing with a deep repertoire. I love love that. that. Shout out Pedro. Shout out Pedro. Thank you, Pedro. Dave Bush, a lot of people gave him some grief earlier. Good stuff. So really liking what we're seeing from Bayo. And you know what? I what my, I think my favorite thing that we saw from Bayo tonight, he kind of had a semi – I don't even want to call it shaky because it wasn't – he let, he had a couple of base runners in the six, and it took him a little bit to get out of it, and the pitch count got up there. It was like into the 90. It was like maybe approaching 90 or at 90. And conventional – you like conventionally you would have thought like, Okay, might be time to get him out of there. Like Winkowski's capable of going two. You can go Winkowski two and Jansen one. But they didn't warm up anyone up in the pen. They told Bale, this is your inning. You're going out there for the seventh. And he let up a hit, and then there was the ground ball to Casas that he made the ill-advised throw to second. He had a couple of guys on. And he pitched his way right out of that. He, I think he had two strikeouts to get out of that. I could be wrong. It could be just one. But one of them was that... I mean, he threw that nasty pitch at the end and for his 102nd pitch, and he had the K scream coming off the mound. Yep. That was great. And then I also – you you mentioned that he has all these pitches, the changeup and the sinker that, that make it look like it's 1,000 pounds. What it does, too, when you throw that stuff nonstop and you saw him get a, a few swing and misses like this, but he, it opens up the window for him to throw that fastball up because everyone is looking below the zone, especially when the ump is calling that low strike, which he was doing yeah. all night tonight. So he got a few swing and misses on on big pitches with that high fastball. It's not necessarily his favorite thing to throw, but it when that when that door opens, when he when his changeup and his sinker are as on as they were tonight, it's going to be good stuff from him. And he's looked. And you made a great terrific. point about the high fastball. One thing I noticed is every time he threw that high fastball, whether he got a swing and miss, whether it was a strike, whether it was a ball, it was very clear. Reese McGuire was like pounding his mitt pointing at Bayo saying, good job. So that must be something they've worked on. So that's a very keen eye, Gordo. Um, and it's a really good thing to see because that's a very difficult pitch to work on. You normally see veterans throwing that pitch more so. They keep the young guys low in the zone. But, man, it feels like we finally got a gem. And one thing I mentioned before we started recording, if you're in that, like, 21-ish-year-old range, this is really, like, the first, you know, star-ish. You could call him a star, I guess star pitcher, starting pitcher that the Red Sox have developed since you've been a fan. You would have to go back to, like, Lester. I know, Coop, you like uh, Buckholz. So, Buckholz, like, baby? This is the first time that a lot of young fans are seeing a stud pitcher come out of the Red Sox organization that they home grew, and it's really nice to see. Could have been Kopech. Could have been Kopech, but they got Dale. <laughs> we don't Likely Buckles not counts. Lightly, lightly Buckles not. counts. Buckles does count. I, I'm going to push back on that. I think early Buckholz was maybe the closest that we've had since like a really well-developed pitcher. It obviously did not pan out well. Still. Um, which I think is also kind of unfair. Like, the first half of his career was like so stellar that like it's unfair to be like, Yo, you yeah. sucked at the yeah, end. Yeah, but that was still 16 um, years ago. So point. I think point remains. Like it's been a, it's been a minute, right? Buckholz, 2007, 6, 7? A long time. Point yeah. really. He had three starts in 07. It's been a long time since the Red Sox have developed a kid like Bayo, and it's awesome to see. And it feels like we got more coming. So, And I, I was just about to say, so JP Long, Sox Notes, uh, right. great follow if you don't follow him. He tweeted out after the game, career ERA against the Yankees, Brian Bayo, 1.44 ERA, four earned runs over 25 innings pitch. Garrett Whitlock, 1.85 ERA, five earned runs over 24.1 innings pitch. Cutter Crawford, 2.08 ERA, three earned runs over 13 innings pitched. Tanner Houck, 2.39 ERA, 10 earned runs over 37.2 innings pitched. That's a total of a 1.98 ERA, 22 earned runs over exactly 100 innings pitched for your baby Sox baby. 
Oh, on. the baby socks. Come All on. All hail. Come on. Like, if that doesn't, like, that's the thing that gets me, like, really upset when everyone's just kind of like, well, there's no pitching. There's no younger pitching coming up. And it's like, the younger pitching is kind of here right now. They're developing, and they're looking really great against top competition. Yeah, AAA might be, like, a little dry for the resources, but they're still, like, Murphy coming up and, like, pitching really well, like, that that's what you want and that's what you need. And like, you're not really expecting that, but if you can have like these kind of quiet names come up and get the job done, you're looking at a season that you can like bridge into mm-hmm. a playoff bridge here into a playoff. Yeah. And that, and that, it's looking that's good. The thing that, good uh, point. Coop, you make a really yeah. good point. And we, we talked about this last week. That, that's had, the had, thing Sammy. that we've been, you know, clinging to is the pitching staff with Hauk, uh, Whitlock, Bayo, uh, Crawford even, and Drohan coming up, all these guys, that's, I, I don't know how you can't be excited for the future if you're a Red Sox fan. Everything is pointing in the right direction. This year, you know, who knows? Maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they just miss it. Maybe they spiral. Who knows? Doesn't really matter to me. Everything's moving in the right direction. They're primed to be contenders for a long time, and it's not going to be like what we've had in the past, which has been great, but it's been, you know, win the World Series, fall off a cliff for two, three years, come back up, fall off, you know, same old story. So I'm looking forward to consistent years of contention. That's what I want. And that's what it looks like they're building towards. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's great. Yeah, um, and Coop, 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 you make a good point, though. You talk you. about that young pitching being already here. Yes, I, I, I do see what people say when they talk about how there's no stud ace coming up through the Red Sox system because... Shane Drohan is is the best guy they've got in the minors right now. But the fact of the matter is, you talk about that pitching already being here. Those guys are all, like those four core young starting pitchers that they have right here are all under control for five plus more years. So, <laughs> like, yes, they don't necessarily have a stud coming up. But in the end, like, you see it, you see with the Dodgers, like when they have, when they have that depth, they trade it. That would be nice and that's what they're building towards, but the simple fact of the matter is with the Red Sox, like we have been dying to have a young cost controlled, good, like competitive rotation forever. Like we, if these guys continue to look as good as they've looked, like they will grow into something that people our age, like I'm, I'm 26. Like I've never seen a cost controlled rotation Nobody like has. that in my life. Like the, the Lester, the Lester buckles rotation with those two being cost controlled is as close as we've. I don't think ever it's ever happened, Gordo. I don't think it's like I literally don't think it's ever happened where the Red Sox have a all young, you know, cost controlled baby, whatever that gets you know fuzzy when you go really far back. But it, it's awesome. It, it's like a new territory that we're in. Uh, I wouldn't say new because like with with like you bring up Lester and like Buckles being somewhat cost controlled. You look at the names that they're able to bring in during that time for the to fill out that pitching staff. I mean, like you're bringing in Daisuke and paying him top dollars to come play for the Red Sox from Japan because you have Buckholtz and Lester in those yeah, slots. Where, exactly. Like, you're that. That is the point of having these young guys. It's like, hey, you might not be able to like. It might turn into a Mookie Betts situation or a Xander situation where you're not able to pay all four of those guys down the road. But within these next five years, if you're able to rely on them. I don't know. Maybe you bring in a guy like Shane Bieber, who I absolutely love. You make love. no poop. You're absolutely right. Think about don't, it. Don't let's, talk let's to do me some... about his metrics this season. I want. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. Shane I won't Bieber. do it. We'll stay away. We'll stay away. Thank you. But let's do some math here. Let's just let's just say for the sake of math, you got fifty million dollars to spend on your starting rotation, right? And say you've got no young starters, so you gotta you gotta fill it all outside. That means you have ten million dollars to spend on each individual starting pitcher. That that gets you ten Corey Kluber's. Or sorry, five Corey Kluber's. Now, let's say you've got three young studs in that rotation who are making close to league minimum because they're each a year, two, three years in the league. Now, you got 
basically 50 million to play with for two slots. That gets you two $25 million a year pitchers and you're cooking with gas. That's where the Red Sox are trying to get to. I've, I've always thought that that's been the plan is to develop a young rotation. And now we've got at least two years of great free agent starting pitcher classes. So like, we'll see where they go from here. They also have decisions to make on guys like Sale and Paxton. So, like, we'll see what happens there, too. Like, there's a lot and of By the way, your your new awesome. your new number one Such pitching prospect is now in AAA, Drohan. So, yet another arm yep. coming up. So, it's like, it's a good problem to have. It's one that we have never experienced as fans. So, I'm... Uh... After this weekend, are because I know that there was a lot of push to have Drohan up, like within the week or even within two weeks after this past weekend i'm kind of cool like letting him get some more like innings in at triple a before yeah like like, prospect head like the minor league experts none of them have really been like yeah bring him up i'd rather just like yeah i think that was mostly like will middlebrooks just kind of being like i want to see him which i get i I love will he's he's an eager context with it he's like if they bring him up that would mean that they think he's ready he wasn't saying like bring him up he was like yeah, he's like, ready he was right saying now. it would be exciting. It'd be cool to see him. And I agree. But honestly, I'd rather just give like, you guys are going to hate this. But if they need a spot start, I would just let Kluber start a game or do what they did today with Ort. Like I, the wins and losses are great to, to get the wins. But um, I don't want to mess with the development of a guy like Drohan, who's especially someone like him, who's really kind of not come out of nowhere, but he went from like a mid-tier prospect to like a, holy crap, we might have something here prospect with that new cutter. So uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not touching him until the minor league guys say like he is a okay, good to go. I'm excited. Um, Gordo, you want to do rock paper scissors for the next who says no pick? All right, let's see if let's see if it goes through. Right, All right ready, ready. Rock. rock oh, you're paper. going way too slow. Go do normal. Just do normal speed. Right. Okay. Rock, rock paper paper. Oh, scissors. This is shoot. That that was so bad. I think Gordo um, should just All right, right want to do pick a number. <laughs> Yeah, Gordo, you just go. Whatever. All right, all right. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the low hanging fruit here. Justin Turner Ooh, had a series. This, it kind of is, dude. He he had six RBIs in that first game. He had a grand. He had two home runs. One of them being a grand slam. And those. And the, yes, the game was a 15 to five blowout. But at the time of his first homer, it was two to one. He made it four, four to four to one. Four to two. Four to one. Well, yeah, we were up to one. Yeah, and he made it four to one, and I, I believe the grand slam blew it open yeah. into ten. I could be, it, maybe it made it eight. I think it made it ten though. So he did that in the first game, and in the second game, he goes two for five with a big RBI as well. You know, a nice little line drive over shortstop to drive in uh, a big run. Didn't have a good third game, but this is a guy who's been, I think, pretty easily the hottest hitter on the team for close to two weeks now. He's a guy who. I think Red Sox Nation all recognizes as like the leader of the team. He's been public about how he believes that the Red Sox players need to believe in themselves more. They need to believe in themselves in, in as individuals and as a team. He certainly believes in himself because he had himself a series. He was the catalyst for the offensive turnaround. We've talked about the offense not getting not getting the big hit in the spot, and he did that on several occasions in this series. He has certainly welcomed himself to the Red Sox-Yankee rivalry, and it is a rivalry. He had a great series last week. He had the big homer in the third game. He has been the Red Sox best hitter for a little while now. He definitely deserves his props from Red Sox Nation, and and I understand that as a 38-year-old and he's not necessarily like part of the future, it's easy. You know, we 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 do it a lot. Like we get sucked into, you know, the what will be's with with Bayo and Whitlock and Hauk and Crawford and Casas and Duran and all these guys. But you got a guy in Justin Turner right now whose who's OPS is is right around 800, and, and the best of that is coming in recent games. So I have loved what I've seen from him. He's a good right-handed bat in a left-handed heavy lineup. He is an integral part of this team. If they want to go anywhere, they're going to have to follow his lead, and it has been awesome to see him play yeah, so well lately. totally agree. Uh, egg on my face. I didn't like the signing when they got him. I was like 38 years old. Are you kidding me? Kind of, you know, a, boy, I'm happy to be a lesser trade for JD is what you might've looked at it. Cause yeah, that's I figured like, if you're going to sign him, might as well get JD. What I completely, completely missed on was like how valuable the versatility 
really is. And I know his defense isn't spectacular and he's 38 years old and he can't be out there every day. But, you know, the ability to to give Devers a day off his feet, DH him or bench him, same thing with Casas. Uh, put him at second base even. He's played there a little bit. It's been invaluable. And then the leadership, Gordo, like you mentioned, that's been awesome. Something they desperately need slash have needed. And uh, yeah, nothing nothing bad to say about Justin Turner. It seems like everyone loves him. He genuinely seems like a good guy too. Happy he's here. I assume he'll be here next year. 13.4 million player option. I doubt he uh, declines that. So uh, looking forward to watching him for the rest of the season and next year. And man, boy, was I wrong on that one. Great signing. Heim Bloom, you're smarter than I am. I, I got to do the whole egg on my face as well, because he, coming off of that last episode when we were talking about what to do with JT once we get close to the trade deadline, Gordo, I believe you were adamantly fighting me about like his role within the clubhouse. And it, after this weekend, it kind of proves that I don't know how influential he was. Like We were talking about maybe a negative week with the press and everything might have turned this Red Sox team around. Who's to say if he was actually part of that rallying cry within a clubhouse to get these guys back on track, but it's veteran presence in the clubhouse. It's hard to deny that he wouldn't have had a part of that. And so like I, that 13 point, what is it? 13.4 he that he can pick up at the end of the season for that uh, second year, kind of looking more worth and more like you should keep this guy around the more that he continues to produce both on the field and hypothetically potentially, off the field as well within the clubhouse. Yeah. So, Gordo, great, great pick. Can't say no to that. And Can you guys correct me if I'm wrong on something. I always with his contract. Yeah, we need to we need to figure this out because I I definitely don't I don't have the specifics in front of me, and I'm not even sure if I looked it up if if the specifics would be clear enough. I remember at the time of him signing that contract that there was a player option that looked like something like I just remember some beat writers saying that it looks like it's this but it's actually like only like four or five million and he's almost certain to decline it. Doesn't mean he wouldn't be back. No, I, Gordo, that's something so we're it's a player have. option with a 6.7 million buyout. So I think maybe they're thinking maybe both. Oh. I'm not sure. It's kind of a weird. No, no, that makes perfect sense. It's, it's a matter of if he turns it down, he can get 6.7 million. So it's basically on the open market. Can he get more? Than whatever the player option number is minus yeah, that and six point seven. It, if that's, he declined that's what I'm of. and he got the six point seven, he would really only need to get like six or seven million to get more than the thirteen point four. So yeah, there's some math to it. Point being, he has a player option. We hope he's coming back next year. It's kind of complicated. We won't bore everyone with the details. If they if they want him here, yeah. he's going to be here. If they also, want him here, he'll be I wanna, here. I want to I want to I want to reel us back in. We're praising Turner, rightfully so, and we're really high on the team right now. But at the same time. They're only two games over 500. They're playing four games in Minnesota. If they lose three out of four of those games or if they get swept or something, we're going to be right back down to earth. So I'm trying to be kind of like realistic about it. It's great what they just did, but um, I'm still kind of not sold on this team being buyers at the deadline. I know people don't want to hear that right now. I think James Paxton, you still got to trade him. I'm still firmly in that boat. Um, $2 million contract. Anybody can afford him. He's going to command, I think, a lot more than people think at this point. I think last year's deadline uh, made everyone come so far down on prices that they're now underestimating. So, yeah, as, as excited as we are and as much as we're praising Bayo, Turner, Coop's got another one coming up next. Um, I Ooh. still think we got to be realistic with what this team is. It's still a bridge year, uh, and we need to treat it as such. I, the truth of the matter is we're just going to have to be prepared for yeah, – because we're, we're not going to know if this team's going to be buyers or sellers until like maybe maybe even like the, the days week approach leading the up to August 2nd. Is it still August yeah. 2nd's the deadline? What it, What's – August 5th. It's the, oh, but, I think, but Gordo, you this would right, be they a year. Yeah. This would be a year that it makes sense to do both. You just have to do it effectively, which is so easy for us to say from our microphones and our, our apartments. But it's hard. Uh, when you – but I think like I that's the thing like everything that I talk about positively now like I just this is my asterisk mark for anyone that hears anything positive I say about the Red Sox this year it is a bridge year like I agree with you like Sammy like no matter how high we get on this team it, it it's with the sense of like we all realize that it's a bridge year and like I think that's why I'm getting excited because you see these pause like you see these little like glimmers of positivity positivity with this team 
and you're like, within a bridge year, this is what you want to see. Like, these are the glimmers of hope for what the future can be. So I think like, I think you can ride high. Like I push back on you being like, we need to check ourselves. And it's like, no, like we all understand where the season is. Like, I think it's okay to get excited and like ride a little high after a Yankee sweep because like you swept the Yankee. Yeah. Like that, that you should get excited about that. Like that is what you need to get excited about within. Absolutely. And we all said, got to keep yourself sane. Yeah. Just don't compare them to the, uh, the reds, whatever you do, just don't compare the red Sox to the reds. You can get as excited as you want to be. Just do not come close to Cincinnati. That like, as if, as if Will Middlebrooks was just like the red Sox, the reds, we have to remove all context, right? Poor hey, he handled that well. But anyway, we said yeah. this at the beginning of the year. They're both we said red. that what we wanted out of this team was meaningful games up until, you know, that September time. We Just be in it. Be competitive. Don't embarrass us. Don't make us feel like idiots for watching like you did with the Rocky series. Colorado. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah man. I, 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 We're all riding high. I'm not trying to, you know, knock everyone off their high horse. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want you to get hurt again. Because it's gonna happen. There's gonna be more low. Ah, that's it's me gonna, though. That's me. Dude, I like it. It's impossible. Oh, it's impossible. Baby. That just—that's what comes with it. That's, that's part of the job. That's the that's type of relationships I like. I like to be hurt in my All relationships. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's open up the trauma. Right. Your guy. Um, let's just let's just move on to my last positive guy. <laughs> um, we traumatized you. It's Alex yeah. Verdugo. I gotta go with Doogie. Oh my god! Like. In the month of June, he's batting 318 right now. And this is all within the same month of getting benched by Alex Cora, which is like one of the crazier things that I think has happened. And what I think it won't be a huge blip on the radar, but it's definitely like I think we'll get to September and be like, remember that time where uh, we weren't sure what was going on with the lineup every day and we just randomly saw Verdugo get benched or not benched, but yeah, benched, like taken out of the game. Benched. So it. It's a weird sense. It's a weird connotation that he has with himself right now. But during the Yankee series, he cleaned up. He got himself six hits on the night, six run or not on the night on the weekend, six runs on the weekend, collected himself nine total bags, three doubles. He was a slugging machine. He was an on base machine. He was exactly what they needed, especially within the first game of the series or first game of the double header that saturday messed me up mm-hmm. so much the first game of the double header uh on father's day and like he showed up he showed up like that is the leader that you want in the outfield and that's what makes me like very excited going forward because more games like this and more series like this when you're playing division rivals in the most difficult division in baseball i will never miss an opportunity to say that about the al east that's what you need going forward. Like we're talking about the future of this team. We talked about the young guys of this team. We talked about the old guys and what they can mean about the team. But I'm interested in the guys that are locked in right now and hopefully will be part of this team. And that is why I say what Gordo has been saying all off season, extend them. Oh, no, don't give that to me. Don't I thought give that, that was to a, me. I thought you were a big extend them. No, I know me. Sammy's no, the big extend them. That was him. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the egg on my face on this one. Because you want to trade back him. off of it. I so I all I say is that it's decision time at midseason. I, I I'm not saying don't extend him. I'm just saying I'm not sold on it yet. I, I don't want to get into that because he had a really he had a really good series. And I'll, I'll take. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna con- take continuous eggs on my face when he plays well until he's extended or traded or whatever whatever they do with him. I'll just take it. Until it happens, because You're I just feel like keep every time I've ever, face. oh yeah, yeah, no, I will, I will, because I feel like every time I've ever said something, I don't want to say negative, because I've never been negative towards him. I just, it's a more so not being sold on the construction with him. But that aside, every time he does something like just that, it take, take an egg and just like slap myself in the face so that I'll clean the shells off, clean the yolk off, clean I'll off all that substance. I get question, it. Question, guys, uh, I've I've seen this. Uh, I've posted this question a few times um, <laughs> about Verdugo. Uh, five years, seventy-five million. That's fifteen million a year. Same contract as Benintendi. Are we still uh, yeses for that? Do we want to make it six I'm a years? Yes. Six I'm a years, yes. ninety million. What? Gordo, here. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me give you something. Would you? You wouldn't hand him. Would you hand him a, like a Yoshida contract right now? Okay. Same here's thing, here's the thing. Yeah, I that's I what I was happy. getting at. Like. 
I'm happy with with him being on the team long term. I just need if they're going to do that, I need to know what the path is to get power in the lineup because they they're going to be committed to a lot of people at Louis that point Ramirez. if they do that. So like if you think of think about it, you'll, you'll have one, you're locked in with your catchers like we're all happy with that. You're locked in with Casas as your first baseman. You hope that that works and and hopefully he's a source of power. Second base and shortstop, we're we're thinking it's Story and Meyer. Third base is Devers. Left field Yoshida. You if you lock in Verdugo and right there's that's right field. Then that basically just leaves center field with Duran is playing well and Rafael will come up at some point and we'll see there. And then DH with Turner who's playing well, but obviously he's older, so like that's going to be a that's spot that opens up. Power. I I just need to know. Like if you like okay, well think about what? it this way: Casas comes into his own, like we think he will. He'll be a twenty home run guy. Yeah, that's but I mean this. This, this is the That's plan. The key. Story, 20, 30 home run guy. Meyer, we'll see. Devers, 30, 40. Yoshida, around that 20 mark. Uh, Verdugo, eh, 10, 15, not much. Center field, we don't really know who's going to be there long term. Maybe it's Duran, maybe it's Rafaela, maybe it's somebody else. Uh, and then Wong, he can get you like 15. That's a lot of, like, you got one premier power guy and then a bunch of guys with good pop. I'm not super concerned about it. Um, but like you said, Koss is coming into his own, which all three of us are pretty confident that he will. Um, everything's pointing in that direction, like it or not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not super concerned about that. And I, I also would say, as hard as it is to find power, it's also hard to find someone who can play a good right field at Fenway, which is by far the toughest right field in the world. You basically have to be a center fielder. And Verdugo's been doing that at around an 80%, uh, 80th percentile uh, clip. So uh, I'm happy with that. And the contract that I've thought of, the Benintendi contract, 575, that's a slightly higher uh, average annual value than Brian Reynolds. So I think that's I think that's right in the ballpark. Yeah. It's fair. It is fair. The, there's no getting around that the money there is fair. I, I, I really do. You When you talk a little more about Casas, I think in the end – my my pause is just right now they've got Yoshida who's yes yes we think he can get up to 20 homers but for the most part he is a contact first spray the ball all over the field type of hitter that's the same thing that's what Verdugo is we saw that today he hit balls off the monster all series i want to see Casas show that he has that power because i just it would be hard for me to be comfortable committing to three guys long term on that are lefty hitters that basically just focus on getting on base. Like we're gonna need I, I'm I'm of the belief that you need a second popper. And and granted DH can be an opening for that. It's just that if you lock it in with all the lefties, Cost is a lefty, Devers is a lefty, uh Myers a lefty when he comes up, Yoshida's a lefty, Verdugo's a lefty. So it's basically saying that whatever solution you have at DH in the future, hopefully they can get you know, a big power hitter for that spot, but it's going to have to be a righty. That's that's Gordo, what it, that's what it locks in. But it's harder to find a right field, a good right fielder, than it is for, to find a right handed. For the twenty eighteen so team, twenty eighteen team who widely considered the best Red Sox team ever, who is a big power hitter for them? You had Mookie, who was like, you know, not not a power guy, but he'd get you like twenty ish. And then you had JD, who was your one forty home run guy. Then it was kind of like a platoon at first base. Benintendi, kind of like Verdugo ish. And I think Mookie had more. You don't need. I mean, I, for you for a Red Sox it. team at Fenway Park, I love those doubles guys, especially post shift. Yeah, yeah. Post shift era, doubles is the way to go. Like, That's always been I, the. I, I really think like hard hit contact is going to be the new, like. It's not necessarily hitting it for length. It's like hitting it just in play, like solid in yeah. play hitting, like. And that's kind of what you have with this team right now. Like you look at this past weekend, they weren't hitting the long ball and they were still able to outscore the uh, Yankees 25 to eight. Sorry, say that again. All, all Father's Day, that double header was just, to eight. they were just hitting them 20, to death. 25 to 25 eight. 25 to eight. Or is it I 35 to eight? I say it again. 25 to eight. 25, 25 to eight. All right. You made me double check myself. I was like, oh, was it more than eight. that? Am I, because I know it's not less than that. Not a big deal. So what's up? Not a big deal, but Sammy, like it, I wanna, it wasn't I really done in the long ball. It was beautiful. Yeah, what's up? You, you brought ball. up 2018. Sammy, you brought up the Talk 2018 homers. So J, JD had 43. Mookie had 32. Xander had 23. Devers had 21. Benatendi had 16. Moreland yeah. had 15. 
I, I think that a successful team has two 30 plus homer guys, a couple of hovering around 20, a couple hovering around 15. That that should yeah, be you're the not goal. That far off, though. So like if story's do... healthy, you're not that far. That's not I mean, that's that's not that far off. I mean, let, like let's say No, it's not. Yeah, you're one away. You're one away. I think that even if they signed you're Verdugo, I they have I mean, DH, we're set, we think. We think it's going to be Turner next year. Center field, although they have a lot of good options, it's still up in the air if we're being realistic about it. We don't know if Rafael's after after that uh, Willie Mays type catch by uh, Jaron Duran, though, Holy I think I'm almost set on who I want out there. What a catch! That was sweet. amazing. That was that was, that so was cool. of all the things that like we're we're now at like the 55 minute mark of this episode, but like the fact that we just got yeah. to that catch, that was incredible. Uh, not to derail this. I g- yeah. get back on track. I just had to give no, him and I just want to say I hope that uh, Luis Robert can make that catch when he's playing for the Red Sox. So I'm just excited to Louis Armstrong. <laughs> I, I just don't think they're that far off, Gordo. I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree. Um, and I think a lot of people have forgotten about who Trevor Story is. He's been a guy who's hovered around that 30-30 mark for a long time uh, in Colorado, and everyone Coors Field, Coors Field, bro. Shut up. Trevor Story is a great ball player. I'm excited for him to come back. So, yeah, Can it. hell out. Also, Shut also up. Marcelo yeah. Meyer. We don't really know how much power he's going to have, but it seems like kind of like a like a 15 home run guy. But still, uh, they've got they've got plenty to work with, and I don't feel like we're at that spot that you kind of alluded to, where it's like we're running out of roster spots for these guys. So, um, I really hope they extend Verdugo. I think he does a lot of things well, and I think he's a good leadoff guy, and I hope he's the leadoff guy for the foreseeable future. I'd be very comfortable paying Verdugo like Yoshida money. Like I, I think that would be a no-brainer for him. Yeah, yeah. And again, the defense is huge too. Right. That's such a hard right field to play. All the, um, it's it's like another center field basically. We've we've said this multiple times. So, yeah. What a good episode. What a I'm I'm feeling great, guys. This is we oftentimes after after game. the show wraps up, I often have to do like my little production, and then I go to bed all sad because the red sox have been sad every time we've had to like record this for the last couple times but my god it's good seeing you boys have smiles on your face 28 to 5 <laughs> guys they it's awesome. the yankees some rivalry some rivalry but on that note sorry um i'm good to wrap it up any final messages from gordo i have a feeling i know what it's going to be from sammy i've got one let's hear it I shout out to uh, Alex Verdugo's dad and the edibles that yeah. that Alex gave him for for Father's Day. <laughs> uh, son of the year. Son that was, of the that year. was actually going to be my son shout out too. Year. So double shout out to Verdugo. I hope everybody is uh, enjoying their night, having some edible fruit. Uh, like uh, hey, yeah, we got to yeah, clean edible that fruit. up. Edible fruit. Edible that's, fruit. That's edible exact. Fruit. Did you see that segment? Yeah, I know, I know. Like when he was just, but like he says after that, he was like, "We got to clean ah, it up." Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, they could, uh, as they said on ESPN, that could be like a reality TV show, The Verdugos. So maybe that's next. The, is his family like the Gronks? Like I know his brother pops off on Twitter sometimes. Chris, not really pops off, but he I don't know. I think it's, maybe I got a cool Verdugo thing before we go. Let me just okay. double check this. Can you uh, kill kill like thirty seconds of time? Non-copyright music as Sammy types into the baseball savant or the fan graphs. We don't really have preferences. We're not okay. Verdugo, if you translate it to English, it means executioner. Oh, yeah, this is old news. I thought you were about to hit me with something like breaking but yeah no i'm cool with executioner yeah. so we want the execution i'm just, why don't we use that nickname more it's a little scary it scares me yeah but he it kind of fits him it's it scares me executioner just it makes me think of like like executing yeah. a prisoner it makes me think of like the guy from like medieval times that he has like he has the big mask on he has the giant axe. uh like axe yeah like game of thrones type style the guy the without executioner. the executioner and you know, RIP Ned Stark. RIP. Spoiler. The yes. baseball. I'm going to take you to the death yes. row. Ooh. Ooh, the executioner along with death row. It could be the rest of the outfield. Yeah. 
Yoshida. Yoshida and Duran part of oh. Death Row. <laughs> Make an Death album Row. cover like it's um like the one, record one label. negative that we really need to touch on before it gets out of hand. Yoshida's walk up song. I can't remember what it is. It's like a like a pop song. I heard it yeah. today. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We got to clean that up. He's got that Macho Man song yeah. that he walked out to in NPB in Japan. That is a thousand Do you think like, do you think that that's not allowed because I'll bring it out. I'll, I'll end it at that. Um, all right. So 59, I got to cut that out. Um, I'll say it after the show. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, any final notes? Um, sock sweep the Yankees. Let's, 20, uh, 25 to 25 eight. to eight. Let's, uh, let's enjoy the high, but not get too high because I don't want everyone to get hurt. Not on your own supply. Oh, I'm ready to be hurt. Let's go. Bring the pain. <laughs> Gordo likes the pain. All right. On that note, we'll catch you at the next Brad Foe show who says no. It's for, for Coop, for Sammy, for Gordo. Thanks for listening. Whether you're listening on the Odyssey app or wherever else, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, wherever you want to. Just engage. Like Shoot us a message sometime. Just be like, hey, what's up? That's all we want. What's up? Love a good message. Socks. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.